Hello, welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. Grab your favorite cup of tea or the beverage of your choice and join us as we dive into today's topic. I was reading a story in the 16th chapter of Numbers in the Bible. And it was talking about how Korah got with other prominent leaders and they began to complain about Moses and Aaron. And they were saying that Moses and Aaron felt that they were better than everyone else and that God would only speak to them because they felt like they were better. But they all were equal and they all were anointed and set apart and that the Lord could speak with all of them, if you allow me to put it in my own words. And some people look for other people that they can bring garbage and gossip to. And Korah, he went to other leaders that he could bring garbage to, that he could complain to, that he could slander Moses and Aaron with these men. He could get them to give him a listening ear, an audience. They look for someone who will not only listen to them, but will help them spread toxic talk, negativity, people that they can influence. But while they are stuck in toxic negativity, God's people are repenting and developing a relationship with the Lord. And I'm pretty sure that Korah reminded the other leaders how that Moses was raised uh, in Pharaoh's house. He was the adopted son of the princess, the Egyptian princess. And he didn't suffer the abuse that everyone else in the Jewish, um, the Jews, they didn't, he, he didn't suffer like the other Jews. He wasn't enslaved. He wasn't beaten. He wasn't made to build um, their gods, their um, buildings, whatever that they wanted. They, they were forced to do it. But Moses had had an easy life. And then they probably brought up the fact that he had murdered someone, thinking that um, he could uh, bring justice by murder. And then he ran away. You know, they, they bring up all the negativity, but Moses has... Uh, sure enough, gone off 
but he has in that time of being away repented to the Lord and is going on with God and having a relationship with the Lord and is now obeying the voice of God and the call that God has on his life. No wonder Ecclesiastes 3 and 7 of the Amplified says, A time to tear apart and a time to sew together, a time to keep silent and a time to speak. I, I like that, a time to tear apart, tear apart, demolish the complete destruction of something so that it can no longer exist or be resurrected, destroy it, totally get, a, get rid of it so that it can never be used again. There is a time to tear apart and a time to sew together. And when I think of sewing together, I think of mending. I think of, you know, you hear a lot of people say, Oh, my mother was the glue that held the family together. I understand when they say that. I, I can relate to that. Because there is a time to mend together. There is a time to bind, to put together. You know, a lot of families have that one person who is like the glue that keeps the family together. But God... He keeps everything whole. He keeps everything moving. He keeps everything together. He is the three, he is the, the, the cord in the, in the, in the rope that, that um, keeps everything together. That three-stranded cord, that three-stranded stranded rope. You know, when you plait um, the hair or braid the hair, you usually separate it into three and you intertwine it until it is strong. And that's what God is. He is the twine. He is the strength. He is the cord. He is the glue. He is the, he is the, um, he is, the, he is the glue. There's just really no other way to say it. He is the glue. He holds everything together. He gives um, to the situation stability. He makes it um, have sense, make sense. You know, and then it says there is a time to keep silent, to be quiet. You know, no matter how much it hurts you, you know, to be quiet. If you would just be quiet, the Lord will defend and fight for you, according to Exodus 14, 14. So there is a time to tear apart, a time to sew together, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. And I'm sure that that Moses wanted to speak in his behalf, and I, I'm sure he was upset that they were slandering him and talking about him, because as you read in the, the 16th chapter of Numbers, 
he wants to say something, but what he does is he keeps his mouth and he says, let's get together tomorrow and let's see who God chooses. He doesn't try to fight for himself. He allows God to do the fighting for him. Discerning the time that God wants you to do something or anything at all requires having a personal relationship with him and following his, his um, guidance. It takes wisdom to know when to be still and it takes wisdom to know when to move. I mean, it takes being able to discern you know, we find an example in Numbers chapter 16 that this man named Korah set a poor example of leadership. He didn't know when to be quiet. He didn't know um, when to, to um, move, when to speak. He didn't know how to keep things together. He he was destructive. He set a poor example of late of leadership and he was complaining and falsely accusing Moses of acting as though he was better than everyone and that just wasn't the truth. So they rose up in rebellion before Moses together with some of the other Israelites about 250 50 leaders, prominent men of the congregation chose to rise up. These people were men of distinction. They assembled together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, You have gone far enough, for all the congregation are holy. Every one of us, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? That's in verses 2 and 3. <laughs> Whatever faults Moses once had, he's gone on with the Lord. He's repented. He's gotten forgiven. He's built a relationship with the Lord. And you might be thinking, I was raised up as the adopted son of the Egyptian princess. And you may be thinking I had an easy childhood while you suffered as slaves. And you may be thinking I'm a former murderer. But I've repented. I've been forgiven. I've spent time alone with the Lord while shepherding my father-in-law's sheep. I have a relationship with the Lord now. I'm going on with the Lord. You know, people do that today. They want to keep you tied to the past. They want to keep you tied to past mistakes and past errors and past faults. And the things that you did in your past, your sins. But I remember when. <laughs> I remember when you did this and I remember when you did that. And you know I know you, don't you? That's what people say. You know, I know you. But they miss the part where God has cleaned you up. They miss the part where God has forgiven you and fixed you up. 
they miss the part where God has moved you past that moment in time and that season of poor choices. First Timothy 5.13 warns us against being idlers. In other words, having nothing better to do than gossip and be busybodies who meddle and interfere saying what they shouldn't be saying. Korah, along with these 250 other prominent leaders of the community, incited a rebellion against God's messenger. They stirred up trouble. And in verse 11, Moses said, The Lord is the one you and your followers are really revolting against. You think you're coming against me and standing against me, but it's really the Lord. God's response to Korah and those 250 prominent leaders in verses 19 through 33 was, He opened up the ground and swallowed them all alive. They were totally gone from sight, totally destroyed, totally demolished, unable to return or rebuild their rebellious group. What did Ecclesiastes say? What did it say? It said, there is a time to tear apart and a time to sew together, a time to keep silent and a time to speak. So Moses, he keeps his mouth and he only speaks and God swallows them alive. They're unable to return. They're unable to rebuild a rebellious group. And people today are still walking in idleness and unproductive with their time their busy bodies, they're tending to everybody's business but God's and their own. You know, they're not busy restoring those that have fallen. They're not busy restoring the backslider. They're not busy feeding the hungry. They're not busy praying or interceding and teaching. They're not busy sharing the word of God or witnessing. They're not busy spurring each other on to good works. Iron sharpens iron. They're not busy exhorting and encouraging and building up. Scripture says in Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And 2 Thessalonians 3, verses 11 and 12 says, Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Don't be poor leaders, busybodies, gossips, stirring up trouble, but be busy doing something useful. I want to encourage you 
to be careful of focusing on somebody's best. Be careful of, of thinking that you know this person. Be careful. Be discerning of God's timing. Because while you are uh, focusing on somebody's past or their faults or their imperfections, they're going on with the Lord. And it's the same way with you. You know, some people just want to talk about you and gossip about you. But you're going on with God. You're going on to, to, to do what the Lord wants you to do. You are encouraging someone. You're witnessing. You're telling somebody Jesus is soon to come. You're going on with the Lord. You're not worried about what they're talking about. I want to encourage you to continue to do those things that God would, would allow, that God would be pleased with. Know his timing. Know what time it is. Is it a time to tear apart? Is it time to sew together? Is it time to mend? Is it time to be the glue? Is it time to keep silent? Or is it time to speak? Know what time it is. Be discerning of God's timing. I hope that you are encouraged to keep going forth in the Lord. Don't let anything or anybody hold you back. Don't let people uh, tell you, I know what you like. No, they don't know you. They don't know the new you. They know who you used to be, but they don't know you now. So you be encouraged, my friend, and keep looking up to the Lord and be careful to keep your mouth. Keep your mouth. Don't let your mouth be idle and unproductive. But let your mouth produce um, encouragement. Let your mouth produce comfort. Let your mouth produce witnessing and encouraging someone to come to Jesus. Know what time it is. Well, I hope that you have been encouraged and enlightened. Join us each Saturday at 3 p.m. for a tea time with Marcella.